I know, and this is going to sound like a stupid, my usual sarcastic kind of analysis, like Ian analysis, but it's really true. Like, And yes, welcome to the American Soccer Analysis Show. I'm Ian, Karen, Harrison. I pointed at him on the screen. You can't see that. Don't know why I do that every week, but I do. Uh, say hello, fellas. Welcome back, everybody. It's been a while. Yeah. We're here. It's, it's been a little while. Today is a very special episode of the American Soccer Analysis Show because we're going to talk about soccer, something that's, I think, near and dear to a lot of our hearts and you know there's a lot of it soccer i think they're always they're always playing it somewhere so it's always always something to talk about and that's that's what we're going to do today i want to get us started with a hot take about soccer and right. and how oh. often we play it all right hit me karen hit me i personally think that you know with this best of three format mm -hmm. too many good games i think Best of one. We stick with it. The less good games is what I want. I want the regular season to matter more, and I want fewer good games. I feel like you're the doing... regular season has less of. That's what I, I feel want. like you're doing. I feel like you're doing a sarcasm right now. It's... He's he's pulling yeah. an Ian. He is pulling an Ian right now. Yeah, yeah. No, I recognize the tool from my own chest. Yeah, oh, I recognize it. I recognize it. I, I know what that screwdriver looks like. I know it's got all those adjustable heads or whatever. Um. Okay, so you're you're enjoying this. You, you love this best of three. I cannot explain the degree to which I have loved the best of three. I think there is. <laughs> I I don't even want to get like so analytical about it, but like, watch the games and the teams are not playing in a way that they are scared. They're terrified of losing, which is what the playoffs looks like every other year. Like we're gonna go into the next round in Cincinnati, who have blown the league away the whole year, are gonna play. I think they're playing the Union. They're going to play Philly, and that game is going to be horrible because both teams are going to be like, well, we don't want to lose. So it's just going to be 0-0, zero, zero, and they're going to kick long balls for the whole game, and Matt Miazga is going to be suspended. So they're definitely going to do that. So, but we've had he's, these... he's not going to be suspended beforehand? No, he'll Wait, be gone. Yeah, he'll be gone. I mean, I hope he Oh, he'll be he'll be gone beforehand. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, All he'll right. be, he won't be he won't be in it. It'd be insane if he didn't get suspended. Um <laughs> <laughs> That's the defender of the year you're talking about, sir. I wanted Show the suspension respect. to come out yesterday. So oh, yeah. Bad. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 mean, I wish I know somebody at, like that was at MLS was just like, can we do it all in one tweet, please? Like, that would just be <laughs> right? like, like defender of the year who coincidentally will not be joining us for the rest of the season. Yeah. You just know that guy's a jerk, right? Like, you just know it. 100% like what part of this history makes you think maybe he has like this nice sweet spot like no like, 100% I have really enjoyed the people taking at face value that he's like yeah he just scored his penalty and he wanted to show the old fans how much he loved them like, that's the what? stupidest thing I've ever heard yeah of course that's what he was doing he <laughs> was like over there like undulating like his pelvis like come on get out of here with that like that's nonsense Undulating uh, his pelvis, holy undulating his, yeah. Right. You you know you know Ian writes erotic fiction with that. So yeah, you should see my Matt Miazga slash fic on uh, <laughs> Tumblr. 
It's just a bunch of short people, isn't it? Yeah, it's just him, just with short people. I'm loving it. Um, okay, well, hear me out, Kieran. I think that the format is extremely stupid. Uh, and it's not because, I know, right? Old Ian doesn't like change. Uh, it's not because the games were bad, because the games were very good. Here's my point. Let's do that this round or something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, why did we do it with the Swedes so far away? Like, do this for Seattle LAFC. Like, that'd be a great three-game home away home series. Well, th this is this is Agreed. actually like if you think about it. So the the counter argument that everyone says is like the regular season already doesn't matter, and you can't play this many games. Which, like, I'm somewhat sensitive to the idea. Yeah, it's too many games. That it with is. all the cup competitions, <laughs> that if you extend the playoffs to be three three games for every round, except mm -hmm. for the final, I think we all agree the final should be one game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that it's too many games, which is fine. But if you look at like the length of the playoffs as a fraction of the length of the regular season, the maximum length of the playoffs that you can have, so with one play-in game, three rounds of three games, and then the final, the maximum length of your playoffs is 11 games. The regular season is 34, so call it one-third. In NFL, you could play four games out of 16, which is one quarter, or four games mm -hmm. out of 17. In the NBA, you can play 28 out of 82, which is about a third. Yeah. Like in hockey, you can play 28 out of 82. Uh, baseball plays way too many games, so I'm not even going to compare it. But realistically, like it is a third. The gripe is that you play the cup competitions. Yeah. Uh, well, I, yeah. I, 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 got, I, I have a hot take. I Fire think enough. the championship game should be also three. I think it should be three. I think you should do three set, uh, four rounds, three games each. No, I'm totally that's... all right with that. Why not? We do baseball seven games. Like, like just well, do it. Like, baseball... if it's if it's producing the best, Hold if it's on. producing the best, if it's producing the highest quality amount of games, right. why aren't you do, doing it for all for all of them, especially the last game? Well, I think because baseball and soccer have a different amount of like body wear and tear on them. Like 90 minutes of soccer versus 90 minutes of kind of standing with your hands on your knees. Like, come on, I love baseball, but let's be realistic here. NHL? I mean, they got NBA? skates. I mean, NBA, they got like more players. I don't know. Like, there's like. But, but also, <laughs> NBA and NHL, they only play kind of like 30 minutes a night is like a high yeah. minutes a night. I, I, understand, I, I understand, I understand the amount of wear and tear we're talking about. You wouldn't do this for American football either because it's just too much, right? But it's soccer's all, not but that. It's in between those. It is three games, not seven. Like it's yeah. not, yeah. you're not playing every two days. You're playing every four days or kind of however you, you, like I'm I'm not strictly opposed to it, but I think there is some pageantry about like, it's the final. Like the it final is, is like one of the most sacred things of soccer, the final. Yeah. Um, and I think especially when you get to like, because you've come from the different conferences, like, for the most part, and depending how the schedule looks in future years, like no matter what, the final will be only the second time those teams have played each other the whole year. So you or, go in like this crazy build up, like you've had the whole mythos building playoff run, mm -hmm. and it all culminates in one day. And I actually think the MLS Cup finals have been pretty good. Like, I don't think they have suffered through the same, like, let's just not lose, let's just get to PKs, which I say to two Seattle fans, but. Like has has generally, I think, not been so so much of a problem in the MLS Cup finals. Yeah, 
And I mean, for those fans, it doesn't matter. Like those games are nerve wracking no matter what. If yeah, exactly. Like, like neutrals, whatever. I know that's who we want to. Okay, but I would say like, I think that I would say I was right about. I, I I thought that the games would go a little different. Like the teams definitely played differently. You're right about that. I did not expect games to go as well as they did in that sense. Now we almost had a huge bummer. Where if RSL had won that shootout, like that would have been oh yeah feeling oh yeah where you go without winning any games in regulation, that'd be terrible. That's stupid. Um, <laughs> it's good that's going to happen. Wait, oh, it's maybe not happen, this yeah. year, but yeah, yeah no, obviously, but that's next terrible. year it will. That's terrible. Like, and I don't like the just go to penalties, even though I know why they do it. I don't like any kind of format that encourages more penalty kick shootouts. How would like, you feel about the last game? Is golden goal extra time no shootout? Uh, yeah, that'd be wild. I mean, I just yeah, I don't know that. I think you get. It's been a long time since I've seen a golden goal game. My no, memory, it's like no, I, there's nowhere. I don't think anything has it anymore. Yeah, it's been like twenty years, something like that. My memory of them is they were very, very cagey. I uh, think that's that's just, why they got rid of them. Was teams didn't yeah. just didn't attack. Yeah, because it was just so kind of cagey. They just wanted to go to penalties anyway at that point. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think extra time. I, I think the two extra times is good, and then do the penalties if you got to do the penalties. But give them another. I just don't like penalty kick shootouts. I know people do. Um, let's do an Elam people. Day. People like the people don't like them. Wait, people don't gonna, like PKs. Oh, people hold, do like them. They like to watch on. them. Hold yeah. on. Were you gonna say let's do an Elam ending? Yeah, I was kidding. But I was just trying to... In my <laughs> head, I was, three? I was like, how would that even work? <laughs> like, first the three goals. First the three, like, like uh, winning, like tied margin plus two or whatever. You just got to do it. You know what? And That's what they did. Um, they did the Elam ending in that seven v seven tournament, and it was pretty yeah. sick. Yeah, that works in small fields. I mean, that's eventually what you'd have to do, right? You'd have yeah. to just start taking dudes off the field. Uh, the other thing that would be funny is like as technology increases, we can like take people off the field and simultaneously shrink it, like in our like uh, like oh, uh, if you've got like hollow lines. Yeah, yeah, just like, like they Tron. Ring, yeah, like Tron style. Like, <laughs> like you just start like every five minutes, like two players go off and the field shrinks like ten feet. Now you're we're done. talking. You'd never have to worry about like that Arsenal Newcastle thing with whether their balls out because it's like illuminated. Yep, it's illuminated. The... <laughs> <laughs> so this is my dream for this sport. Uh, ideally, I'd like to see, and we're gonna go that way because I think we're not gonna stop expanding this league um, at oh. any point. And so I think hopefully we're gonna get to forty teams at some point, and then I would love to see it just broken up into like twenty twenty, and then you could do the playoffs and meet there at the end. Um, you have like a proper home and away 2020 in your own conference or your own side of the league or whatever you want to, however you want to divide it north, south, east, west, then do playoffs. And then, yeah, like your quote unquote final is between like the winner of the coming out of the east and the winner coming out of the west. And they're playing for the first time that season. Like that'd be pretty cool. Or you could do it in three games or whatever you want to do at that point. It depends on how many you want to want to play. But I think uh, I'm cautiously like I'd give it I'm cautious about this three game thing. Cautious. I, I think one of the things that's really fun about MLS and like, I don't know about you guys, but like I, I'm a big like Euro soccer watcher as well. And like, mm -hmm. it's just a very, and a, a lot of times, like some of my friends who don't watch soccer that much will be like, how do you watch like Chelsea every week? And then you watch TFC and like Chelsea are, okay, Chelsea are a bad example because we're not that good, but TFC are <laughs> terrible. Like it's, Wait, there's, like it's there, awful. There's how a... do you watch this? And like, it's just different, right? Like, it's like, how do you watch NFL and how do you watch college football? Like, yeah, they don't. Suck. 
like they don't like I, this is such a bad faith argument. They use it for women's soccer too at the same time. And it's yeah. like, if you keep the comparison, like if the competition's equal, you're not that smart. Like you're not going like, well, you know, I can tell the difference in speed. Like you can't. They've done yeah. that experiment where they show like the leagues where it's just dots playing and no one can pick out like the good soccer or whatever. Yeah. Like it's just what it is. Like, yeah, that's so, that's just silly people being snooty. Yeah. And so the yes, point that 100%. The, po- the point that I the thing that I really like about MLS is like MLS has been very open to like trying things. Mm-hmm. Um and I think um there was a really cool article that came out uh last week maybe about Next Pro and all the rule changes they made in Next Pro and kind of the results of them. So like for anyone who didn't see it, Next Pro this year, if um if you were being substituted you had like, I think it was 30 seconds to leave the field or 10 seconds to leave the field. And if you didn't leave the field in time, the substitute didn't get to come on for three minutes. Um, if you were if you were injured like and down for longer than 10 seconds and had to get treatment, you couldn't come on at the next stoppage. You had to come on for 30 seconds. You had to come on yep. three minutes later. And what they saw was that time wasting from substitutions was down 84% in terms of the total time of people leaving the pitch. And that injury stoppages, there was one of them a game per team, and they were seeing six per game per team before that. And so you see like these, and that's like amazing. Like everyone complains about time wasting every single game. Like that's that's something you look at and you're like, MLS will totally adopt this because it's not a weirdo rule that anyone's not going to like. It just makes the game faster and it gets rid of things people dislike. One of the things I find kind of interesting is that MLS started with a lot of weird rules like that was their thing um, yeah like, you the know, they tried to, like they tried to Americanize the sport as much as they you know could feasibly felt they could and as the game it didn't really kind of take off until they kind of started bringing it back more traditional um, so I, I don't know I think there's something to that though uh, where there are some I think pretty clear changes like that I want to see messed with like MLS Next Pro is a wonderful lab for this um and like they should do more like i want to see them like mess with handballs and be like just figure out to indirect kicks on handballs that aren't like blatantly someone reaching out and trying to stop a ball from going in the goal or whatever mm-hmm. i want to see like what if we did something instead of penalties because i hate penalties like they're they're big things what if we did what if we came up with a different idea for red cards you know like what if we came up with sin, you know what i mean like sin bins or whatever sin bins whatever you want to call them yeah like let's not ruin a game because of one thing that happened and just make that whole game go like ah well now this sucks like you know, like this is a different thing entirely. It's a harsh penalty. Like I don't think there's a more harsher punishment in any sports game in the world than like you lose a player. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't even think other sports do that. No, no one. Yeah, does. like there's power plays in hockey, but that's and like yeah. rugby has sin been, but temporary. Like it. you can send the player off, but let someone else come on. Whatever. You know, like it's fine. Like you don't have to go a man down. You just have to force a sub against like that guy can't play anymore, and it punishes mm-hmm. the player who did the wrong thing. Um, yeah, I'd love to see stuff like that. I would love that. I, I think that that's different, though, from how MLS started. You, as you pointed out, they try to Americanize it, right? They try to input these rules that we see in other sports. They weren't trying to make the game better. And I think that's a difference right now that we're at with MLS. MLS is actively trying to improve upon the game, whereas beforehand I felt like they were just trying to make the game uh, more approachable from an American perspective of, hey, you see this in the NFL. This is how we're going to do it or something to that effect. I don't think... I don't think that there was ever an effort to, hey, we're going to globally be part of this community and try to, you know, present solutions and test stuff out and see if it works 
better or maybe it works worse. Who knows? You know, we're, we're going to try to try this and we're going to give you feedback on it. And I think that's kind of the difference in where we're at. And also the difference in how other communities accept us. I mean, you look at the Bundesliga right now and they're talking about how, how you know, how great it is to scout talent in MLS. And, and I think it, and not just because of, you know, uh, uh, certain issues with, you know, buying and selling leagues, it's purely about some of the more creative approaches that MLS is taking. Well, and I think that's actually an interesting point too, because I wonder if that that's one of the reasons you see them kind of like you saw eventually them kind of fold themselves back into the, you know, more global style of the game too. It's because you don't have like you're scouting and you're like, okay, but like these yeah. guys do an Elam ending. Like, I don't know how this is gonna translate, you know? Like <laughs> like I'm yeah, over here sure. coaching in Turkey. Like, I, I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> coach, coach, we need we need a new penalty kick taker. This guy in MLS scores all of his penalties. Yeah, but he's dribbling at the goalie. Yeah. Right. So what does that mean? <laughs> he never misses. Uh that's funny. And I think I like next pro has been so useful for that and i think it's like very cool that they can take risks there and if it doesn't work it doesn't work like the nba has been similar with the g league right like the g league and nba they did a thing where um until the last two minutes of the game it's one free throw for all the points yeah and like it speeds games up a ton yeah um though like they should probably do that for the last two minutes that's the whole part that everybody hates but i think the fun part about mls is like they're looking at problems and they're like okay can we be creative to try and fix this yeah right so i mean low-key we want we want those penalty kicks to to like from you know 40 yards out right that's what we want ideally yeah i mean that that would i i feel like that just levels the playing field uh (laughs) dramatically it's more fun to watch i think Yeah, I would agree with that, too. I think the issue, one of the issues they were having was that goalkeepers kept getting hurt. Yeah, Um, I can believe that. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Really diving at feet a lot more there. I'm I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a as a card carrying member of the goalkeeper union. I'm not a super big fan of the the dribble penalties. Uh, My my favorite penalty suggestion before we get too in the weeds of very weird penalty suggestions is just you break the box into areas. If it's a foul in the six, it's a regular penalty shot. If it's a foul in like the two wide parts of the 18, it's a penalty shot from 12 yards out, but in line with the edge of the six. And then if it's in the middle part, but not in the six, it's from the edge of the 18. Hmm. You get like four different spots. And it's like, if you rob a sure goal, it's still basically a sure goal from a penalty. But this yeah. like, you step on someone's toe on the edge of the box. Okay. They get a 25% chance, not a 78% chance. Yeah, I mean, you do want to have like Luis Suarez role or whatever to prevent Luis Suarez from just you know blocking all these shots with his hands or whatever. And you know, there's going to be some guy that's going to try to game the system. For sure, you do want to have that thing in your like the ref's back pocket where he can just be like, no, 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 <laughs> like, goodbye. No, 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 no. Like you, that's a like that's a regular penalty or that's just a goal. Like I don't even care if they make him take the penalty. Like if you do that, like you're clearly like you imagine playing dogs, a second goalkeeper. Can you imagine dog. Yeah. So you just gave the goal. No red, ca- no red card, but you just give the goal. That'd be nuts. Well, I see a lot of times now, like, and this is one of the things that's interesting is like, like I was watching uh, Seattle play Cincinnati, okay, and earlier this year, and ball over the top. Rudez gets to it. Him and the goalkeeper, dude comes up behind, 
think it's Hagland, tackles him, sent off. But it's outside the box. And there's like six minutes left in the game, and Seattle's down a goal. Mm. Like it's worth I would it rather the red. Yeah, that that was a game state save. Like I would much rather have Rudy Diaz on goal than Matt Miazga not or Matt or Nick Hagland or whatever, not on the pitch for six minutes. Uh, so yeah, I, like there should be something to that. Like that would be cool too if you could figure out how to like work that out. Like, no, let's make that last man thing like serious. If it's like a serious last man dog so. Well, your problem there is you're just inviting a lot of subjectivity into it, and then you'd have video reviews, and they'd mess it up, and it would just be a bummer. So it probably won't work. Let, let teams choose the punishment. Let Any, <laughs> anything, yeah. anything that brings Decl- penalties more... declined. This penalties yeah. declined. Yeah, anything that brings more like analytics decision making. Like the red card one is a funny one because, mm-hmm. like we talk about this with players, is like, hey, in the first half, don't eat the red. Just let them take the breakaway and hope the keeper saves it. Yeah. In the second half, if we're winning, take the red because every time vaguely ha- one half of a red card is worth like three quarters of an expected goal. Yeah. So it's like do the math on the chance. Yeah. That's cool. What have you what have you guys thought of these playoffs so far? And with the with there's been a lot of referee controversies, and I don't really give a shit about that. But like what do you how do you think those games have been called? Because I feel like they've allowed them to be a little bit more aggressive and a little bit more open. Uh, as a result, <laughs> I think they want. Do you feel that's, some, do you, do I think you feel that's want, true, or I think they wanted some three-game series in the way some of those were called. Um, I've been, I've been, know. I've been pretty happy. Like, I think, I think, yeah, the the like nature of playing a three-game series is like by the third game you hate each other. Yeah, and yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. We've got, do. we've got, we've gotten some like pretty great third-game series from just from like a. Yeah, these teams are really at each other's throats by the end of the show. I mean, the refs yeah. took a red card two minutes into the series or two yeah. minutes into the game. Yeah. So, like, I think that has been fun. I don't know. Not nothing that I'm like super gripey about any of the officiating. I know some of the teams were pretty mad. Yeah, sure. I mean, sure. Was, and, some, and that's always going to be. No, there, there, there has been, you know, there's been some situations that come uh, about, and that's all always going to be the case right there's always going to be games where you're like oh man i i wish that this didn't happen and that he would have been or you know he would have had the the balls to call all this you know stuff like that happens you know uh and it's going to continue to happen there's not very much you can take out of it when it comes to human human element to a certain extent um but i am kind of interested because I have thought these games have been a little chippy, especially the games one and two. And like you said, by game three, like these guys are fully frustrated with each other. Like you can tell that. Yeah. Uh, you know there's what, like though? a narrative that kind of goes along with it too. Like, and I think coaches feed into that. You know, you can get that siege mentality thing going too, and really turn them into like, it's us versus the world. You know, coaches love to love to like have their adversity. <laughs> oh yeah. A hundred percent. And I think sure. like, if we're being perfectly honest, like I think we would all like take whatever when okay when we're not watching our team, like it's much more watchable when the referees take a little bit of a step back and are like okay let's let's let this go. It's just like it, one of the allures of MLS and like MLS is a, a really fun league to watch. But one of the allures of MLS is that it can be a little bit chaotic at times. It's a little bit rough around the edges. Yeah, and a lot of that comes when like the game gets stretched and like, you've got a big crunching tackle to start a counter the other way. And like, that's fun. It's really fun to watch. There were a lot of like edge cases, like some of those weird moments, like, um, like the Vancouver one, the Vancouver LAFC, like the blocking off thing. Yeah. 
that is so like for so for for people who didn't see it or whatever i assume everyone listening to this probably saw this a vancouver player ball drops to him on the edge of the box 90 plus six he gets blocked off by the referee falls over lafc counter off of the falling over score gets called back for offside because the goalkeepers out of the goal um but everybody's like no he knocks him over the referee has to call it but like, it's not a but actually it's not the, a rule. Yeah, the rules are like, no, like just don't run into the referee. And again, some of it is the referee's fault. Like, think about where you're positioning yourself on the corner, mm-hmm. please. Yeah. But unless he blocks the pass, like there's nothing he can really do. Like it's yeah, it's gonna he's happen. part of the he's part of the field, technically, and yeah. it's your job to know where you're at and what you're going through. What yeah. like technically it's it's akin to basically tripping on your own feet or tripping on the grass or falling on you know a slick patch of grass. We do not endorse yeah. the comments of Vanny Sartini. Just no. No okay. I will like I said I didn't want to get into stuff, but like there has been a lot of like referee violence in the in the first half. It's just like <laughs> it like blows my mind. Like yeah, when did we start pretty, like uh... endorsing that and thinking that was okay? Yeah, it, I mean I'm gonna assume that Sartini. I I think just I don't think English is his first language. I think he was trying to make a, a silly point because he's kind of a silly guy, and I think like yeah. he picked a bad time to do it and a bad you know it was a bad phrase to try to use. I don't think he was For actually sure. threatening to kill the referee. He was just saying, like, it's pretty obvious that if something happened to the referee, people would think it was me. Yeah, how for he sure. treated me earlier. Still, you can't say that. And then Matt well, Biasco, I, obviously, is beyond Matt Biasco. Yeah, beyond yeah, that. But, like, <laughs> you, you can't do that at all. That's stupid. Hey, um, he was just trying to check in and let them know hey, he wanted to give him a heart. He was, hey. he was, you know... He Jocelyn wanted to go celebrate fans. with the. He wanted to go celebrate with the ref, like because all he wanted to do. He wanted to. Like... <laughs> sure. Undulate <laughs> his pelvis with him. <laughs> by the way, by the way, I'm so uh, ha- I'm so happy that he was like the most edge case of the new yellow card rule, where he was booked yeah. in regular time, but yellows yes! from regular yes! time do not carry over to the shootout. But if you get booked in the shootout, it does carry over to yellow cards outside of the shootout. So he got booked in regular time, got booked in the shootout. So he doesn't get sent off, but he does get suspended. It is a beautiful, beautiful meeting. It's it's very gracious that they said in regular time because he had closed he had already oh, blown yeah. the whistle. He had yep. blown the whistle for full time. So tech like he was so gracious with the fact of giving that in regular time. Like, oh my God. Oh <laughs> so the other the other wild one I remember from this, and I still don't even know what to think about it, was the 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 Seattle Dallas Lake in Dallas, uh where you had the shirt tug in the box way off the ball oh yeah yes yeah and the ref says i guess the ref calls nothing if i recall correct var says like hey you might want to have a second look he goes and looks at it and comes back and says no penalty now first of all it's very rare that the ref goes and looks at something and doesn't overturn it like that's four percent of the time or something like usually the guys call over because like this is a clear violation of the rules or else we wouldn't do this and I don't know if that's a rule. Like, I still haven't gotten a good answer as to whether or not would have gotten to it is part of a penalty decision. Ball wasn't playable. Far- no, no pass interference. Right. Like, yeah. I still don't think he got that right. Like, I don't think that's correct. Uh, now, sensibly, yes. Like, Rudy 
Diaz wasn't going to get to that ball. But you could say the same thing about the earlier penalty in that game too, where like Kamingo took a really heavy touch and knew who tripped him on the way in. Like he wasn't getting to that ball either. Like where do you draw that line? It was just a great little edge case experiment of both those things, where one looked like a penalty because in our heads it's something we see as a penalty a lot. Like the guy got tripped, so he's down. Whereas this thing off the ball, way off the ball, it's still a foul. You're not allowed to grab people's shirts. That's one of the rules. We know that's a rule. And hold someone back. But it wouldn't have felt like a good penalty either, even though like I would have been happy seeing it, you know, being a Seattle guy. But like I would have felt like, wow, was, wow, I can't believe they gave that. But I don't I don't know. I never got like a good answer to like whether that was part of the rule. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we've seen the referee report. Or I haven't yeah. seen it from that game. Or I haven't seen like the reviews. I mean, like, what he whether, said was whether he, it was correct or not. Well, yeah, I don't like we saw the ref's comments, which was basically that like, no, it was deemed it was too far. Like he was never going to get to that ball, so we didn't call it. Yeah, it's I think I think you're right where like it feels correct to not give it. Um mm-hmm. and like as much as we talk about the objectivity of referees versus subjectivity and how hard those things are to balance, like I do think there probably is maybe a little bit more room for like, guys, this this doesn't feel right. Yes. Did... This was the big argument with, with video review, right? Was that you didn't want to take away this idea that like refs should be able to do the right thing. <laughs> yeah, that like that it's it's horrible. And mm-hmm. I'm like generally I don't like refereeing this way, but I think in certain circumstances, like yeah, it, it it feels right to not give that, even if the rules are like, well, technically it's foul. Like, a foul can happen anywhere. Like, we've seen so many, like, technically it's a foul. Technically it's a handball. Technically it's a thing. So it's hard to tell, like, where that line is. I guess we maybe should have brought on, like, some ref expert if we were going to do the ref episode. And we're just, like, three dudes talking about it. But <laughs> I'm sorry. The, uh, no, it's great. Like, I love this. This is this is this is one of my favorite conversations about the sport is just like the general kind of rulesiness of it right now and how, I don't know. I just feel like we're in this like globally, even like in England, they're all mad at refs right now. Like there's this huge yeah. thing. <laughs> well, Ch- Chelsea have had two crazy games in the, in the last week where everybody's like really upset about it. But I think like, yeah, you watch game to game, like things just are a penalty and then they are not a penalty. And there's no, like and every time, like they come out and say, this was the correct decision. You're like, how can they both be the correct decision? Yeah. Do you feel like MLS has a better version uh, implemented of VAR? Um, I think there's things that are better and things that are worse. I think the way they treat offside is way better. Like, yes. I think the 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 saying we're not going to use the lines, we're going to look at it, and if it's not obviously offside, we're not overturning it. Or if it's not obviously onside, we're not overturning it. Um, I just feel like there's less there there's less controversy and maybe it's just because mls is smaller and there's you know less voices in it but it just it like ian said everybody over in the uk right now it just feels like everything is on fire with reduce with respect to you know referees and uh, and and the rule sets and var in general i feel like one of the issues with at least in england and like i'm not I'm in no way qualified to make this statement I'm about to make. So <laughs> I'm glad me. you're making it, not me. So it's yeah. great. <laughs> it's, I feel like I get this sense that England, that in England, they tend to use video review as a crutch more than they do in major league soccer. Like I feel like they let the video make the call more often than they do here in major league soccer. 
And so, and this is my only issue. And like, I used to hear people say this and I didn't believe them. And I've started looking at some of these fouls lately and I'm starting to kind of agree with them where you see a foul, every foul looks a lot worse in slow motion than it does in real speed. Oh, 100%. Like 100%. You really can draw a lot. Like when you see something in slow motion, you see more intent in it than you do like at the normal speed of the game. Right. Like, um, I don't know. Were you watching the um, New England? Uh, I was going to say uh, is the Champions League game with uh, oh. oh, Rashford. Rashford. Yeah. yeah. In the heat of that moment, I didn't think that was a foul at all. Or I didn't think there was nothing to that. And no one really argued about it. Nobody really stood up and screamed or started pulling cards. You didn't see people get mad about it because it just happened. It was a quick bang thing. He turns, he's on the guy's foot and again. In slow motion, it looks like he's got an hour to decide where to put his foot. And so it, like, it feels more like there's intent there, right? Yeah, it was done purposefully. Yeah, and like even if not purposely, like it could have been avoided or it was more reckless in that sense. Whereas like if you're just playing at the speed of the game, and so I think you see a lot more calls like that. And because I see how red cards just kind of ruin games, especially early ones like that one. Um, well, I mean, that game ended up 4-3 with an injury time winner. I don't know if it ruined the game. Well, okay, change the game or whatever, sure. you know, whatever you want to call it. It like, had the potential. It, we've seen plenty of early red yeah, cards sure, ruin sure. games. Yeah, or just like they change a game for like, like Manchester United was cruising at that point, up 2-0, uh, early in the game, running riot, that all happens. And then like it all, they end up losing 4-3, whatever. That's fine. You know, but it, you can't argue that it didn't have a pretty big effect on the outcome of the game and how it went. Like it was like... And maybe it shouldn't be. And like a lot of that's definitely on Manchester United for, you know, it's not just the, the fault of the ref. But yeah, I do wonder if like there is something to that. Like maybe this video review thing is causing some more red cards. And I think it obviously it was designed to, but like, I don't know. I don't like the idea of like refing the game in slow motion when we're watching it at one speed. You know what I mean? I, I, I would argue that it's not designed to create more red cards. It's designed to empower the referees to get the right call. I think that if we come from the standpoint of this is designed to penalize more people, then yeah. we're looking at people like Clint Dempsey. <laughs> we're <laughs> we're trying to we're trying we're trying to drag out like some of the bullies in the league. And I think that's a good thing. But I mean, ultimately, this is about it should be about empowering the decision makers like referees uh, in a game. Yeah, I think the idea is to say, like, these are high leverage moments. Let's get these exactly right. And take the time to do it. And I, in theory, I'm 100 percent for that. In practice, I don't know how well that's come out, especially in Europe, I guess, is all I'd say. I do. I do think like I think something we do take for granted in the VAR era is like go back and watch games with no VAR yeah. or like watch competitions with no VAR. Yeah. And it's like, what is going on? Like the, the early rounds of the Carabao cup don't have VAR. Yeah. No matter who's hosting. So like, yeah. Crazy Chelsea, things happen. And you just have playing, to live with it. Yeah. Chelsea yeah. Were playing AFC Wimbledon and there were like four clear penalties and an offside goal that was disallowed for outside, even though he was like a yard on. And I'm watching and I'm like, what are we doing? Like the cameras are here. Just figure it out. Like, and do you, you remember the, I want to think about. I want to put VAR back in that Chelsea Barcelona Champions League semifinal. Oh, 2009. Don't do it to me. I don't want to talk about it. Like just like <laughs> watching that, going like, how? Tom how is Tom heading over rainbows? You got death threats for years. Yeah, because of that game. How? Yeah, like get it right. I guess maybe there's no good answer to it. Uh, before we move on to uh, trivia festivities, do you guys want to talk a little bit about the playoffs in this MLS show? 
I'm fine with talking about the playoffs. Like the actual I, results, I, like the actual results going forward, what's going forward, matchups, things like that. Things are interesting to watch over the next, well, like two weeks, I guess we're going to be. Two weeks. I, 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 if I may, I'd like to say I'm really thrilled that today uh, Chicago uh, Fires front office signed an extension. They are third from the bottom in uh, our G+. And uh, New York Red Bulls, who topped the the G+, plus, uh, diff- added G+, plus differential, uh, replaced the front office and coach. So I, I think today is a spectacular day. I feel like it needed to be said. We can move on to the playoffs now that I've gotten that off my chest. So, hey, Ke- ASA alum Kevin Minkus got a uh, got a shout out from Joe Mansueto in his little yeah. State of the Union. Address. He, he should he should be absolutely. Yeah, the one good thing that's going on with that organization. So one of the things I like about the playoffs is that it. I feel like it's the good time for us to talk about soccer in more traditional terms, like. I like doing analytics too, but analytics don't matter so much in, you know, short playoff series, right? Like it's, you know, there's more vibes involved in this, right? There's more like, you get to think more about clutch, right? You get to, you can, come on, Harris, now shake your head. You know, it doesn't work. this No, time. no, it just, it changes. It changes how you view what yeah. metrics are important. And it, it changes how you're, how you're approaching the game. It doesn't necessarily, uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't reduce how impactful they are. Yeah. yeah. Expected goals becomes less of a thing for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't change necessarily how you're, I mean, Kieran, uh, you do more stuff game by game stuff. We, I mean, we saw analytics. Play, yeah, I, I think so. Right. Like in short game series, like one-offs, do you, you play differently? Of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, in one-off teams definitely play differently, but I think in, even in a short game series, like, Home your, or, yeah. your 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 variance on who advances changes obviously like the the if you played a one a 99 game series you're much more confident that st louis are going to lose than if they play a one game series mm-hmm. luckily for us in a three game series they got their ass kicked yeah um, <laughs> so that well, was terrific yeah let's, let's look at houston and skc right is a is a prime example right um there's definitely a right way to approach that game. There's a wrong way, right? SKC is going to probably brick and counter, and, and that's the right way. So you, sh- to- so you know, you say that, right? And I always this is a really I, this I know, is a, no I listen know this is a, no no, mouth, no but no. listen this is a really fun I think this is a really that's a really fun series to talk about because in theory, if I were a coach setting up to play Houston, I would say you guys have the ball. You don't want the ball. You want to defend in your full. One hundred percent. You want to win this the ball. You, you want to run. But I want you to have beat the ball. Houston. This is how you always beat Houston. It, it's how you beat Ben Olsen. I want you to have the ball. I want you to do things. But SKC aren't that team. SKC aren't that team. They kind of played that way against St. Louis, which was new for them. They also get a little right. bit fortunate about against St. Louis in that, like, yeah, they hit four they, shots in from outside the box. Yeah, and and St. Louis played that series <laughs> like fairly even from an XG perspective, and they get the doors blown off, which is hilarious. Yeah. Ironic but, for St. Louis. Yeah, it's the XG comes for us all. Yeah, um, <laughs> they're the new Austin. I called it. Um, <laughs> but I think I think from like a okay, how do you play that when when I think of SKC, I think of them as a possession team who like try to keep the ball and play slow. But they I think if they try to. They, if they play that way then they will lose they 100% yep. will lose so 
Um, that I think is a really fun series to think about. The series I'm most excited about from a like analytics perspective and from a like just general soccer perspective is Columbus Orlando. Mm-hmm. Because Columbus are like just they look unbelievable good, to watch. Man. They look so oh, I, good. But, but even even like a even not just from like a how good they are. Yes, we know you picked Columbus. I see you pointing and undulating your head. And <laughs> but it's Columbus are are like so fun to watch. But they're also so open. Like Atlanta, yeah. Atlanta should come away from that series like feeling quite hard done by. Even the last yep. game, the bangers that are going in and like Yakomakis is getting tap ins and squares and like even um the game so they win John De Silva <laughs> misses the tap in yeah like Columbus are box office and Orlando are like no we're gonna sit and we're gonna defend and like this the is last Oscar Perea team we're gonna the, do exactly that. <laughs> the last half an hour of the Nashville game was like Gary Smith being like okay we're gonna get it wide and cross it and Orlando were like okay five four one try crossing now and then yeah. nothing happened for 30 minutes <laughs> we got a big Swedish dude that's gonna handle all that uh yeah uh Columbus are fun man they are fun to watch right now it's crazy like yeah. uh, it's really interesting how I hadn't actually watched a lot of them this regular season and so like I I heard about all these things, but I just kept being like, Jim Gressel's on this team? Like, they got Diego Rossi? Like, they have, like, all these, like, great MLS guys from, like, a couple years in the past. They sort of collected them here really well. Uh, they're fun. Yeah, they're good. What a, what a low-key great summer window, by the way. Oh, yeah. They sold Zella Ryan for, like, reasonable value with six months left mm-hmm. on his deal at 31 and replaced him with a 25-year-old Diego Rossi, who's probably just better. Yeah. And then picked up Julian Gressel in the process. Yeah. And has a has a bone. Has a bone to pick. Like you don't think Diego Rossi coming back from Turkey's like wants to absolutely blow this league up. I don't know. That I, front I, that front three is really fun though. Yeah. yeah. They're they're great to watch. What how how are you guys feeling about Seattle LAFC? I think that might be a stormer as well. I'm nervous. <clears throat> yeah, I'm a, I, Seattle has like a very um you know, I kind of said this, but I think maybe before we started recording, where Seattle just aren't a very like um they're not great at they're still not great at scoring goals. They have a great defense, they have really good players. I think they're finally getting better now that they've ironically benched Rui Diaz and benched Ladero, and they've finally taken my advice and started Josh Atencio. Um, you know, finally they listened to me. Uh that and letter did, campaign really paid off. Well, I, you know, I, I wrote a very uh, well-read article on Sounder at Heart that I'm sure, you know, was discussed cool. in the front office. Uh, we'll now, start but, calling uh, you Dave Cameron. Yeah, why not? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tal, shout out to Tal. I'm sure he knows. Uh, the, uh, the thing is, like, there's no there's no predicting, like, if Seattle, because the Seattle's either going to score two goals and win easily, easy to nothing, whereas it's going to look effortless. Or they're gonna bang their head against the wall for ninety minutes, and like I don't see them LAFC. I don't see LAFC routing them, or like doing that this time around. But I, I can just see Seattle just losing very easily, just through some dumb stuff or like a penalty or a bad set piece or something like that, and just not being able to score, not being able to work out like the scoring thing. It's the only thing holding them back. I know it's a silly, kind of obvious thing to say, but if Seattle can score 
consistently or find some heat in front of goal. They're my favorites to go and just win this whole thing. I was so impressed with the game three performance against Dallas. I think that was probably yeah. the best, the best performance. They were the so good. And they still only scored once. Yep. Yeah. They, they, didn't, they, just, they didn't let, just they almost like, and they almost didn't get out of it. Like it, it, one of those little weird things at the end had gone a different balance, a different way. Like it could have been eliminated because they didn't, they didn't finish things on the other end. Yeah. I also think uh, Rusnak's been great uh, as a attacking midfielder taking over for Ladero there. Like I think that's really the other big thing. He's he's definitely taken a step forward. I've been a long detractor of uh, of Mr. Rusnak, but uh, he he had a couple of really uh, really delightful moments. But I feel like he he he's one of those guys that can really wow you with some of his skills, and then sometimes he just doesn't show up in the underlying numbers because he does a variety of things that I don't like. So yeah. I don't know. I, I'm still I'm still kind of torn. I want to see more. I want to see. I want to see him continue to take a step forward. Yeah, I mean, rooting for him, rooting yeah, for him. I'm not actively, you know, rooting <laughs> that he does badly. <laughs> uh, I think my favorite game of the playoffs so far was watching Kansas City just beat the piss out of St. Louis. I don't know. That was just, <laughs> that game. That first game was was brutal. It was Absolutely just like brutal. Just because I had been like real crowing about how St. Louis are frauds lately, and I've just been like very very sorry i even made the comment and i stand by this by the way that like if we had had that ability to like pick our opponents or whatever for seattle and i got to pick an opponent for you, i would have said over any other team i was st louis easy easy choice that's another thing bring that from next pro i am begging you that is so dynamite like make it make it, so make it a tv show make it a tv event that is a tv dynamite. event after the the day after the play-in game the day after the play-in game, oh, you man. do a big TV event. You get all the GMs in a room. You fly them all to the Apple Studio in New York, oh, and man. they have to look. Is... They have to look in the eye. They it's have to look in I the eye. I want you, and and he has to say, "I want St. Louis," and we're yeah. going to be. I I I. I'm, I'm turning this. I'm turning this around on you. How do you handle that? Because you know that that becomes locker. You know that becomes locker room material. Oh, absolutely. So how do you? Gonna, so how? Gonna... So. But how do you, as the person choosing the number one seat, how do you make, how do you turn that into your advantage? It's and can be, you? It's going to be locker room talk no matter who you pick. So you pick the worst team and then you say, you suck, we're going to beat you. Or the team you think that you've just got a bit of your best matchup with. Like Seattle matches up really well against St. Louis. Like I would like take that pick. Yeah. Like, I, both time. I, you know, like I'll take them on the road. I don't care. I think it's actually like the first pick is actually not very hard. Like I think yeah. the first pick is just pick the worst team. Yeah, and you're like, we can pick anyone. We picked whoever we thought that was the worst. Yeah, I think the harder picks are like, for like for example, in the West, like Saint. I don't think anyone. I don't think teams would have actually. Well, St. Louis would have had the first pick, so they would have yeah. chosen. But yeah, I don't think teams would. And they might have passed would, on SKC too. They might have just said like, nah. oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. So like, I, I don't know. I don't know what what strategies teams would have chosen. I don't know. Did you guys watch the the next pro version just, of this? Uh, I, I saw not. some uh, clips of it. I think it's dynamite. They should. It was. It, it was. It was quite good. Like core. Like um, the the crew. The crews. Um, the crew two GM. The Capybara's GM is a guy named Corey Ray who used to be at TFC two or at TFC, and he was like, "Yeah, we just think like we match up the best." He was like, "So matter of fact," but he was like, "Yeah, we want them, but we think we match up the best against them." And then they won the whole thing. So like, yeah. perfect. Yeah. 
That's dynamite. I love that. That's if you're going to do playoffs, if you're going to consist on doing all this and, crazy stuff. And if you want to, you want to talk about, oh, the regular season doesn't mean anything. No, you, it does. You getting to choose your opponent is huge. Like imagine Messi had dragged Miami to ninth. Yeah. He won the playoff game. And Nobody now wants you, Cincinnati have to play Miami yeah. instead of getting to choose to play whoever came seventh. Oh, and imagine like, you think about like, you know, I'm just thinking about like Seattle. Like, are they going to pick Portland even if Portland's that last place team? Oh, hell, hell no, they hell are no, not. No, they are absolutely no. not going. Nope. They're not going down there. No, but do you do? But do you pick it to exercise the demons? Right? Like, there's exactly so like many there's angles. so many good narratives, and then like that's a great way for like a GM to get fired too. Oh man, <laughs> 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 maybe they don't want it. All right, let's do trivia. Alrighty. Uh yeah, we have trivia. Um the last time we did this, I just forgot to write trivia, so we didn't do any. Yeah. Um alrighty. So just to remind you on rules, six questions. If it's your question, it's worth two points, unless it's a multi-point question. If you're stealing, it is only worth one, Ian, since you ask about this all the time. Um, I have no idea who won the last time we won. Uh, uh so all right. So, why don't you just assume? Uh, no, you're very no, 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 kind. No, 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 you're no, no, super no. kind, but I think yeah. I've lost like two or three in a row. Actually, I've been you've you've been you've been strong lately, my friend. Yeah, um, I, I faded as the season went on. But Ian, I will let you pick. <laughs> I will, and I will tell you. Normally, the theme is the two teams we discussed today. The theme is the playoffs. Okay, give me number two. Alrighty, question number two. In the first game of the Vancouver LAFC series, the black and gold came out on top five to two. Um, seven goal games in the playoffs are quite rare. It's happened a few times, though. But eight is even rarer. It's only happened twice. I want you to name either of those two playoff matches that finished with eight goals. Eight goal game? Eight goal game. There are two of them. Not series, eight goal games. Uh, I kind of want to say that... I might be misremembering this one. I can't remember if this one ended 4-3 or 5-3. Seattle versus Dallas. Morris had a hat trick. And it went into... Was that was that one of them? Was that 5-3 or was that a 4-3 game? Is that your formal guess? Yeah, I'm going to start with that one. I don't know which game you're talking about, but it was not an 8 game. It was not okay. an 8 goal game. Okay. Harrison, can you steal either of these two 8 goal games? I thought Seattle definitely played in one of them. Uh, I, I I'm, I'm probably thinking along the same line, uh, same line of thinking. Um, there, man, there are man. there are a lot of four threes, not a lot, but there are some four threes and five twos that don't just cut it. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. I will tell That's you, fair. both of these um, are five threes. They're not four fours. They're five threes. Oh. Uh, I think I have one. If you don't, it won't be friendly. All right, go for it. Go for it, Ian. I don't have a. I don't have an official guess. I, I'm out. Was yeah. One of them was the 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 Trafico, right? Yes, one was game. was the playoff El Trafico five three. Uh, LAC, that game was LAC. nuts. Yeah, I can't believe I forgot. Yeah, that game was. Nuts. Uh, the the other one was the 1998 Columbus Crew vanquished <laughs> yeah. the Metro Stars five to three. It would be great if I could pull that one. That would have been amazing if I didn't. Yeah, oh, yeah, it would have been. been. Crew, crew Metro Stars. Brian McBride. Uh, Mr. <laughs> <Tab> Ramos. <laughs> All right. Nil, nil. Harrison, you're up. Uh, every question but number two. Number four. Okay. Uh, well, the Galaxy are almost too obviously the all-time leader in MLS playoff wins. What tragedy-riddled franchise leads MLS in all-time playoff losses? 
It's not the galaxy, is the hint. I would guess the New York Red Bulls. And you would be absolutely correct. With yep. 28 wins or 28 losses, uh, they are the lead. They are also the leader in draws. Um, but yes, yeah. they are they are the leader. Poor Red Bulls. Imagine you have two chances to win at home. You miss both. So unfortunate. I, it's it's really sad that uh that we're talking about uh that center back uh in the end of the game when really the story should have been that New York absolutely just blew their chances once again at oh the end of the gosh. game. Anyways, that we're done with that segment. Continue on. Two nil to the fighting Harrison Crows. Ian, you are up. Can you equalize? Give me six, baby. Already through the first round of the playoffs, including the play-in games, who is leading the league among outfielders in G plus above average? Um, hmm. Great question. Great question that I, I definitely do not know. I'm just going to have to guess at. Who would you guess? Who would I'm going to guess, guess Diego at? Rossi. It's a good guess. It's incorrect. Harrison, yeah. you can steal. You can take a commanding 3-0 lead. Commanding lead, Some might say insurmountable. Not in this. We've had, we've had comebacks in this game before. I, I've choked before. It's fine. Um, <laughs> league league, league leader. Total, no, uh, total G plus above average. First round plus the play in games. Did he play in a play in game? Who knows? Yeah, so SKC had played only three games. I think if there's one that and Red Bull only played three games as well. So I don't know. Ache Ache, uh, Hector Herrera. You are bang on. It is Ache Ache, Hector Herrera, 0.98 G plus above average. And next closest point seven eight. Harrison, you he's, are. He's at... been really good. He's crazy. He's so good. G plus really likes Hector Herrera, I think, more. It does. It really he's does. A mid- he's a midfielder who wins the ball and passes it forward and, and gets into the box for shots. It's crazy. <laughs> right. Uh, it's like this metric was made just for him. Yeah. Anyways. Harrison, uh, you can extend your 3 0 lead. What question do you want, my friend? Let's go three. Trace. Okay, this is a this is a longer question, so strap him. Um 13 players. Uh, including all the ties, are the top nine goal scorers in MLS playoff history. You two are going to take turns naming them until you mess up. And the first person to break loses. So top nine goal scorers, MLS playoffs. Harrison, you get first crack at it. Can you name one of those gentlemen? There are 13. Landon Donovan? Absolutely correct. He is first. 25 goals. Ian, you are up. Uh, Chris Wondolowski. Well, you are out already. Really? Yes. <laughs> he like he had like two playoff games, I think. No, they, they had no, they had those good moments. I thought in there. Oh, well, that sucks. Okay. Yeah, and unfortunately oh. not. Harrison, how, do you think you could take a crack at at another one? Uh, I would probably say Robbie Keane is number two. Just he, to cheat. He is in there, but he's he wasn't number two. Um, uh, I think I'd he, probably was, guess... he was tied for ninth, I believe. Nico Ladero. Ladero would uh, be in there, yeah. Ladero's not in there. He's not. Uh, okay, I'll give you the I whole list. Know. And I just went and double checked because like, yeah, we no. Landon Donovan first with twenty five. Carlos Ruiz second with sixteen. Roy Lasseter thirteen. Jaime oh, Moreno. Tw- Jaime Moreno twelve. Ante Razov mm. eleven. And then Brian McBride, Precky, Taylor Twelman, all tied with ten. 
And then Josie Altador, Will Bruin, Robbie Keane, Raul Rui Diaz, and BWP all tied with nine. All right. Uh, I wouldn't have got a, you know, the anti Rezov and, and the Will Bruin. Um, I don't know any of them. Wow. I thought for sure. I thought for sure Wando had some playoffs. I guess they didn't go to the playoffs that much, did they? Yeah, and they were out early, I think, generally when when Yeah. Went. Yeah, they never made deep runs. You're right. They 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 had a couple tragedies, just uh just really good seasons and then would yeah. blow it against LA Galaxy. Yeah, you're right. All right. That's well, a bad guess. That's Harrison bad guess. has been sandbagging because he's up five nil and yeah. we've got two questions left. Yeah. That's over. So Harrison, you've got number one and number five to choose from. You cannot be caught here. Uh, uh five. Alrighty. Uh we've had some pretty crazy shootouts in MLS, including that that Red Bull Cincinnati extravaganza, which uh somehow wasn't the longest shootout ever. Uh over under, how many penalty shots were taken in the longest shootout in MLS playoff history? You can either set the line or ask Ian to set the line for you. Uh I will set uh, I will ask Ian to set the line. If he gets it right, he does get the points. So you're okay. taking the risk here. Yeah. Ian, how how many shots? 16. In... 16. It's a good line. Harrison, over under 16 under. shots. Under. Uh, incorrect, Ian. You're going to take the points. It's over. The longest shootout we've had is 22. It was that Portland Ooh. SKC shootout that went 11 rounds. Oh, the two-post one, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you! Oh, you said. Uh, I I thought you were talking rounds. I'm sorry. Oh, that My is, un- that I is unclear. I am glad that you have won comprehensively because I realized that when you picked under on 16, I was like, "That's we've had goalies." That's yeah, yes. Uh, and the the Red Bull Cincinnati one was 20 shots, which was second all time. So, yeah. Ian, you you have. I I would have set the line at about 10. 10. I, I was stuck at 10 or 11, and so uh, okay, I, so yeah. you were there. All right. So, well, Ian, you've 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 taken a healthy consolation. Uh, sure. Give me the give me the last question. Um, you, I don't know how you've ended up with the last question because you went we, first. We skip. We skip. Me. We skip me that time. That, that's unfortunate. Oh, we 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 went me back to back. Hmm. But you took the points, so it all counts. Um, Doesn't matter. Yeah. You can the, give me two instead of one. The new best of three series format isn't actually that new. They played best of three ninety six to two thousand two. But there was one key difference in determining who advanced. What was it? Very open-ended. What was the one key difference in determining who advanced in the best of three series? From it was that? aggregate still, right? I thought I heard them talking about this. Like one of the guys was saying like it was like there was some kind of aggregate to it as well. I'm going to need clarification. Aggregate what? G- goals? <laughs> unfortunately not harrison would you like to steal i thought it was uh aggregate uh regular uh that they didn't play any extra time uh, or they did play extra time rather and that was the the difference was extra time goals or something like that they did play extra time that is technically a difference it wasn't the key difference the key difference is that they played to five points not to two wins that oh there you go yeah so yeah, I think they, five, they, 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 I they only played a shootout in the last game. I actually kind of like that. That's pretty good too. Yeah. So they would play extra time in the first two games, and then if uh, nobody scored, they, it was a tie. I think. So if you got like two ties, then you'd have two points. Yeah, and then you, you would have to. And, and then, then the third last game, game you'd have to win okay. if it was still tied. Uh, but if you won two, it was over with six points. There you go. 
That's it. That's our trivia. Um, That's our before, trivia. before we say goodbyes, um, one quick note. Uh, there will be no NWSL pods for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Our, 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 for it's a, for good reasons. Uh, our our very lovely co-host uh, Ariel Drawer has been hired by a smart organization at uh, Bay FC as their I don't want to mess up the title, but it's like director of analytics and something. Yeah. Um, it's the something that counts. It's the something that counts. So uh, obviously, congratulations to her. They're they're going to be great. Um, so we'll figure out something in the future going forward to make sure that you have your analytical and DPSL hot takes, but that's why there was nothing coming from the final. We, we didn't want to scramble. So hopefully they'll be good and we will be able to sing uh, her and their praises next year. Indeed. Thank you all for listening to the American soccer analysis show. I have been your host, Ian. You can find me on Twitter at a handle for Ian, uh, my co-host you can find on Twitter. They're much better Twitter followers, X followers. I'm just going to say Twitter. I'm just going to keep saying Twitter. I'm not Good. not buying this stupid X. So dumb. it's so dumb. Just so dumb. All right. Uh, Kieran's K-E-K-Kier Doyle. That's K-I-E-R Doyle. Uh, Harrison's at Harrison underscore Crow. Gentlemen, do you want to name your blue skies if you're on that thing? My blue sky is the same. And I do check it yeah. every once in a while. I'm less, yeah. less uh, frequent, though. If people would start interacting with me on there, I'd be on there a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Harrison, you're on the blue sky now, I believe. I I, I am. I, it's just Harrison Crow, Harrison all one Crow. word. Harrison Crow, all one word. So no underscore. The, no, we we did underscore. The famous feature of his. Yeah, we get. Yeah, it, it's mind blowing, but it was a decision they needed to make. Yeah, we well, had to do it. You know, um, <laughs> you can uh, follow <laughs> American Soccer Analysis on that uh, on Twitter at Analysis Evolved, and they are also on Blue Sky now. I believe it is the same. Thing, analysis evolved uh dot blue sky, mm-hmm. however you say that sort of thing so make sure to get on there and uh you know as people are actually someone's doing it not me i don't know who's doing it but someone's doing it and that's what matters uh maybe karen is unless not me they don't it's like true, it has to like, be true they don't like canadians use social media for some reason <laughs> uh all right that's it thank you for uh listening uh if you want to support the show or more realistically support American soccer analysis as a whole visit our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash American soccer analysis. Uh, once you're there, $5 a month is all we're asking. Uh, it's a great way to keep our data thing going and, uh, keep our server costs down. Um, you know, it's been real slow lately, you know, just cause, uh, it, people just keep trying to access all this data. And so that's not free. Um, and we're not making any money off this. So it really all goes to just try to offset those costs as much as possible. Uh, so we can keep that thing going for you guys. Um, just one tier, $5 a month, that gets you access to our Patreons only Discord, where there is much lively discussion about Major League Soccer, NWSL, Star Trek, World of Warcraft, and very many other nerdy things. Also, some other sports like hockey. I don't know. People like hockey for some reason. Uh, baseball. Baseball. Yeah, that's a good sport. Um, yeah, that's it. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Until then, enjoy MLS Playoff Soccer.